Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net. What's up, everyone? Freddy the Pizza Man here, host of the Pizza Man podcast. Now joining forces with ChristopherMedia.net. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, the Pizza Man podcast. And, of course, find all the podcasts on ChristopherMedia.net. We talk Detroit sports. I bring on guests, uh, passions, opinions, uh, all for Detroit sports and more. We even talk pizza. So thanks for tuning in and uh, spread the word. Christopher Media, let's make some noise. Welcome to Beer Nuts, a weekly excursion into the world of craft beer. Brought to you by MichiganBeerGuide.com. And now, here are the Beer Nuts. Welcome to Beer Nuts number 102. I'm Chris. This is Dugout. This is Uncle Pete. And Greg Jimmy. And JR is on the side of the road somewhere. Now, he had car trouble earlier today on vacation, so... The, the, the rare show where JR will not be joining us. He said he may join us later. He's looking about a 45-minute delay. He's almost home. So, he'll try. But I'm sure uh, either way he's having a beer. <laughs> Well, he is driving at the moment. I just spoke to him, so... I mean, when he gets home, you know. Of course. That's the yes. Michigan beer guy. <laughs> so this is... Uh, we're doing American Pale Ales, because this is technically our 4th of July show. So, you know, it's kind of kind of uh, similar to last week's... Last week's theme was, what, summer, summer drinkers... It'd be American Pale Ales, obviously, because of the Fourth of July, and in Pale Ales, I mean, again, it's summer. You, the, it's 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 the time of year where you drink the lighter fare, so to speak, when it comes to the beers. Yeah, you know, I mean, I, I'm surprised we didn't have more Pale Ales on last week, but um, maybe we sort of knew this episode was coming, um, yeah. and saved them all for this week. Uh, exactly. Sounds like we got a really good lineup this week. Yeah, there's plenty of them to go around, that's for sure. And uh, what a great way to to honor the, what birthday would it be for America this year? I lost count, but coming up on Independence Day, American Pale Ales would be a great tribute. So, what is this, so, number yeah, 100, episode 142, right? Yeah, and it, 242 for America. 242 years. Wow. God, that makes me feel old. <laughs> I, w- I remember the bicentennial, that's why. <laughs> that's right, I do too, yeah. Wow. I, mean, I was, born, granted, I was, I was born, born on the bicentennial. <laughs> I was in grade yeah. school, so. <laughs> You're still gleaming my father's though. eye on this bicentennial. <laughs> wow. Schmitty was born on the bicentennial. That's awesome, Schmitty. Yes, yes, sir. <laughs> <sighs> Well, okay, well, welcome to Beer Nuts, everybody. If uh, you're just joining us, please grab a cold one, whatever you like. Uh, it's all good. We're all here just to share and spread the gospel of good beer. Pop a top and uh, sit back and enjoy it with us as we drink up some American pale ales. Uh, everybody's here, so... Uh, I think we were going to start with uh, Dugout, right? And what do you got? All there? right, yeah. Um, first up is uh, from Ellison Brewery, uh, Michigan Brewery. 
Um, Ellison is in Okemos, Michigan, which is just on the east side of East Lansing, uh, just blocks away from uh, Michigan State University. And, um, you know, they've been around a couple of years now, and I really enjoy their beers. Uh, I know they've been getting into making spirits. I know we've reviewed beers from them before, but I don't believe we've reviewed this particular one, which is Dawn Street Pale Ale. I didn't get a chance to, uh, I think they're on Dawn Street, um, so maybe that's that's hence the name. Um and you get a chance to look into too much of this beer. Other than that, it is, it's sort of one of these hybrids that's, it borders on New England IPA, but it's a pale ale, but it still retains the characteristics of a traditional pale ale. Um, so it's, it's, it's an interesting beer. It's a um, really nice, attractive kind of uh, magenta colored can. Um, just kind of a very basic sticker on the on the 16 ounce can. It pours a beautiful milky straw color, uh, very much on the yellow side of things. Um, as far as the nose goes, it's um, man, you just get a lot of fruit. You get um, melon and lemon and mango and maybe just slightly herby and um boy it just i could smell this beer for days it smells so delicious just so fresh smelling fresh fruit um give it a sip here so a lot of juiciness right up front um just a little hint of some bitterness to it but um it's got like kind of a nice, smooth, pale malt base to it. Um, just slightly dis- um, um, biscuity, but uh, it's, it's pretty dank. And um, but it's also got a sweetness on the second side. It's not. It doesn't have a, like a real bitter finish to it. Almost the bitterness is just about as much of, of drinking some grapefruit juice. Um, which to me, that's always a welcome bitterness. Um, the mouthfeel is, is pretty light, um, almost, um, I wouldn't say watery. I mean, it's got some substance to it, but it does have a very light, um, body to it. Uh, the ABV is actually a little bit high, um, for a pale ale, uh, actually, it's a lot high for a pale ale. Uh, pale ales typically come in 5 to 6.2%. This one's ringing in at 7.1%. So bonus for us um, is the way I look at it. Uh, but super crushable. Just, you know, it's one of them beers where if you pull this out at a party and people hadn't really had a whole lot of experience with craft beer. They might actually be interested in this. The, um, you know, a little touch of bitterness might turn them off, but as far as the drinkability goes, this this thing's out of the ballpark. Um, I mean, I hadn't, I know I've had this beer. I know I hadn't bought it and hadn't had it more than just a little sipper or a, or a drink of it at the pub. Um, 
and it just it really blows me away. I mean, this 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 beer is fantastic. I mean, just definitely. If I were to rate it in the stars, like up to the four, up to like at a five star rating, I'd say solid four point two five all day long on this one, and maybe even a little higher. I mean, what a what a great summer drinker. Again, a little higher on the ABV, but what the heck? I'm a big boy and I can take it, right? <laughs> <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> oh, it sounds really, really good, Doug. I mean, uh, they're in Lansing, you say, or East Lansing? Um, yeah, Okemos, which is just on, on the east side of East Lansing. So yeah. uh, if you keep going down that same street uh, heading east, you'll run into Old Nation, which is one of our beloved breweries on this show. But, you know, I'll tell you what, just they're, they're about 10 miles apart from each other. Yeah, you would we'll not, have an old. You would not be disappointed to um, to hit Ellison. The great little spot is just tucked away in an industrial area. You wouldn't think it was in there, and you yeah. walk in, and all the brewery tanks are right there, and the bar is set up, and I've gotten sprayed with water from them cleaning tanks. I mean, that's just how open the pub is. And, uh, you know, some nice seating, but just a very local crowd in there. Um, a lot of different ages. Uh, I've, I've never been in there in the evening. I have some uh, stops for work that are right around the corner from there. So if I do visit, it's pretty much early afternoon, which is right when they open, like about 3 o'clock. But, um, yeah, I've uh, always been impressed with these guys. And um, uh, this, this one is no exception to, the, to that um, impressiveness. Um, it, it's just... Uh, they keep making really, really good beer. Yeah, I'd love to get up there. Yeah, sounds good. And you nailed it on the head, Doug. It's, it's like you said, it's really tucked in there. You wouldn't even know it's back there. Um, you know, not nothing really large of a place, but you know, great, great atmosphere once you go inside there, and everybody's really friendly with you when you go in. So, and you, you picked a crusher. That's for sure. That's a, that's a great beer. Oh, absolutely. I mean, the, the staff and, and the customers, I mean, even in your most worst mood, somebody would come up and talk to you and start, and you'd start having a good time. I mean, it's just that kind of atmosphere. It's really welcoming and, um, you know, just really a great place. I can't say enough good things about them. Yep. Ellison, yep. Great. Get on over to Ellison. Okemos, Michigan. <clears throat> I know they got a lot of other good offerings as well, besides the one D- Dugout's talking about. And uh, well, they dugout, sure man. do. Yeah, they've got a, a tiramisu stout, which is uh, which is quite nice. Uh, but they tend to run more towards the um, New England style of IPAs, but not a hundred percent like. You know, murky, cloudy beer, everything juicy. It's just they they offer their beers with a touch of the New England side, but they do have some bitterness to them. Um, just, again, like I said, I can't say enough good things about these guys. Good way to put it. Yeah. All right. 
Wow, that's a tribute to uh, American Pale Ales right there. Good start. Excellent. Mm -hmm. All right, then. I think we're going to go to Chris next. Yes. See what we got. I have, it is called Hop Streaker Pale Ale. It is from Cross Strain Brewing Company based out of Omaha, Nebraska. Um just I've been looking reading these guys' website here, uh, and it's a pretty interesting story. This brewery seems to have been around for about a year. Um it says uh, uh two guys they were they've been friends. Uh they they both kinda they, they were home brewers. They decided to go full bore into the beer industry in twenty thirteen. Uh, when they began brewing for a brewery, but and uh, learning the ropes there, but uh, yeah, they they raised some money, and in 2017, they opened up their brewery in Omaha, and I mean now their their beer is still only available in Nebraska, but it's all it's already available in grocery stores out here, and it's and like I tell you, I drink ahead. There's a reason why. I mean, let's <laughs> just get right into this. Um, I poured this. Um, and even though I got the hotel glass, I got a clear glass this time. So for pale ale, this is hazy. You cannot see through this. The color, I'd call it more, it's closer to orange than anything else. Uh, it's got this nice foamy cloud-like head, uh, that has been on it since I poured it. Uh, you stick your nose in it. I mean, you put your nose in this thing, you're thinking you're going to get an IPA. I mean... I'm smelling the citrus, the grapefruit, the floral. I'm gonna take a sip of it because it's delicious. Bam! It's the third sip, still the same thing. You roll it around in your mouth. It's got a nice, smooth, kind of middle of the road mouthfeel. And in your mouth, it tastes like it's going to finish like an IPA. But then you swallow it, and nothing. And, and I mean that in the nicest way possible. It, it's just the, the finish. I, I, I guess that's what makes it a pale ale because you get a little bit of that the, of the, of the grapefruit in the aftertaste. But, yeah, this thing smells and starts like an IPA. And then the finish, it just it goes down nice and easy. Uh, 4.9% ABV, 23 IBUs. This could be dangerous. Like this is this is really good. I've been reading some of their other offerings. I think I found a new brewery to go check out when I'm in Omaha tomorrow night. All right, that's, that's always yeah. fun. Yeah, Cross Strain, K R O S, and the word Strain. Two guys' last names. Uh, yeah, if, uh, unless you're doing beer mail or you're like Lieutenant Dang and you're kind of close to Nebraska. Yeah, kind of limited availability on this for now, but I bet you in a couple of years we'll be seeing this. Uh, we'll be hearing the name of this brewery a little more. I know I've driven across Nebraska, and I don't <laughs> big see farm. a whole lot except cornfields and yeah, truckloads of hogs and pigs. And I've <laughs> I've gone the whole length of the state and back this week. Yeah, it's it's one big farm. Yeah, sorry. I'm sorry. (laughs) And we love it. That's the heartland of America. I'll tell you what, Omaha Omaha is one of those cities that's bursting at the seams. And 
a lot of uh, a lot of younger people have moved there for um, job opportunities, and it's actually has some really hip spots, and it's and it's a hopping place. Um, you know, you think about 20, 25 years ago, it's just like, oh my god. But it's not like that anymore. It's uh, one of those transformed cities that, uh, you know, bring in a bunch of youth and, and look what happens to it. Yeah. yeah. Well, they got the old school steak restaurants there, I'm sure of it. And then now they're introducing all this great craft beer. So God bless them in the heartland. All right. So who's next? Uh, who's next? Hey, good album. Uh, yeah. Okay, I guess Uncle it's Pete's. me, huh? Nope. Oh Uncle no, Pete's Uncle Pete, next, your turn. Then, Never mind. Then Schmitty, so All right. going over to my fridge here to get my beer. Uh, I'm on the road as well. I'm in uh, Kalamazoo, Michigan. I've been here for about three days and uh, already stopped at probably three or four breweries over the three days and sampling everything I can sample and there's so many offerings of of lighter beers and summer crushers and um, it's great to go out and try them all but I found one today and we're going to share it with you it's from New Holland Brewing it's called uh, Credits and Debits it's American Pale Ale and uh, I don't know if it's a single malt and single hop beer but I do know it is at least a single hop, and it's pure centennial. Uh, it's 5.2% ABV. And uh, I did a flight today and had a small sampler of this, and so I got a crawler to go, uh, a can that they fill for you right there on the premises of uh, about two pints worth a quart. So let's get it going here. I went down to New Holland Pub on 8th Street in Holland, Michigan, over on the Big Lake, Michigan today. And a great little brew pub there. They've got a 10-barrel system right there in the uh, tap room. And, uh, you know, it's they're doing so many batches. they got a big board on the wall with all these uh, batches that are in fermentation right now. And coming to a tap soon but this this uh credits and debits is a tap room only beer it's not in the bottle and it's not in cans available um but it pours a uh, nice copper shiny copper color great uh, clarity to it and a beautiful white foamy head uh kind of a not a real dense carbonation uh, more of a a light, large bubble carbonation. Definitely a centennial aroma. I know last week, I think, well, maybe we didn't. I thought maybe we did a uh, Founders Centennial IPA at one time. And so that's very strong on the nose with the Centennial hops. It's, it's unmistakable. Mm. It's got a mild uh, bitterness forward not overpowering uh, a really good malt base in there that's that's supporting it all it's it's bready and caramely at the same time it's not overly sweet by any means 
but the bitterness is a dry bitterness, kind of an earthy. Uh, it's the head is lasting real long time. Yeah, I think uh, New Holland. I'm sure they're just keeping their tanks full with all kinds of crushers like these for the summer. As I said, this one's a pub only, so we don't. They don't do huge volume of it and put it in cans and bottles. But uh, that's what makes it kind of fun, too, is to go out and have finds like these at the brew pubs themselves uh, versus what's on your store shelves. So for people that are out there listening and you're fortunate enough to be able to visit some breweries in your region, yeah, make sure to get out there. And as an honor to America's birthday and Independence Day this year, try some American pale ales and uh, let us know what you think. Sounds anybody, good. yeah, anybody, Doug, you've, I know you like going to New Holland. Uh, sometimes you're at the Knickerbocker branch up in Grand Rapids. Sure, and then sometimes I'm at the 8th Street Pub. I probably yeah. tend to um, trend towards the 8th Street Pub in the wintertime, which is, you know, one Quiet neat time. thing about Holland, Michigan is um, in the downtown, all the sidewalks are heated with uh, hot water from the power plant. And uh, so you can just walk on the sidewalks with no ice, And but it's a great little spot. The food there is good. There's always a great lineup of beers. There's a nice um, uh, merchandise store, lots of uh, different beers available and uh, bottles and cans and uh, crawlers and crawlers. And, you know, my favorite thing about 8th Street Pub is it hops. I mean, and I don't uh-huh. mean this in the beer term. I mean it I mean it in the people term. It's got a lot of people in it at any given time and uh, uh, you know, across all different age groups and um, you know, yeah. some people are dining and there's families in there and then there's just a bunch of people at the bar and um, you know, it's just one of them spots with uh, a lot of good-looking people, a lot of fun, fun people, and uh, never had a bad time in there. And uh, I'll vouch for that. You know, just really a really a class act place. And um, you know, they've got their big brewery down the street, a couple miles down the street, but they still work. Um, they still work those ten bar- that ten barrel system, and they also have the distillery in that same building as well. So they do their own spirits. Um, really a big fan of their gin, and their uh, their orange liqueur is quite nice, as well as some of their whiskeys. And we've talked a little bit about their. Um, uh, beer barrel bourbon. There were beer barrel bourbon as well, and that wasn't that long ago in an episode where we were talking about them. So they they keep coming back on our show, and and for a reason. I mean, they're they're a good good brewery, and um, yeah, they're not the most cutting edge anymore, but everything they do just seems to be solid. Uh, they're not afraid to take a chance on a beer. I've had a couple that were just like, oh no, don't do that again. But, you know, again, they're not afraid to do it. And yeah. um, it's just a really a, a really a great place to visit. And if you're ever in the area, there's a hotel right across the street, a really nice hotel. And um, some good places to eat right around there. 
uh, as well Plenty as some, of good some, some good drinking establishments right on the same street. Yeah, two doors down, another brewery, and yep. uh, three doors down, a huge tap room. So, yeah, I walked. I walked the whole thoroughfare there today, dug out. Although it's summer and they didn't have to turn on the heated sidewalks, but no, <laughs> uh, that's a cool feature. That I'm glad you mentioned it because I didn't. I wasn't aware of that, and I think that's really cool. But uh, I was in there about three thirty, and you're right. The place was jammed. Uh, the beers were flowing. Uh, I, I'll be honest, I shared a flight of eight with a good friend of mine, and we had every color under the rainbow on our flight. And You know, the Dragon's Milk from New Holland is such an, a favorite. And uh, speaking of the bourbon, I did a dram of the uh, beer barrel bourbon and a dram of the uh, beer barrel rye whiskey. And then a dram of the Zeppelin Bend, which was an oak-aged whiskey. And, uh, yeah, I walked out of there kind of floating around and really enjoying the flavors from the even the distilled spirits. So we're getting off track. I'll get back on track here. Good job, uh, New Holland. Uh, Pub on 8th for the Credits and Debits American Pale Ale with Centennial. It's delicious. And uh, be sure to get out there and... Hit your local breweries and try some of their local American pale ales, everybody. Absolutely. All right. I think we'll go to Schmitty and uh, see what you got to bring us tonight, Schmitty. All right. So uh, I'm going to present to you from Old Nation Brewing Company out of Williamston, Michigan, which is, like Doug says, about 10 miles down the road from East Lansing there. Uh, this is their Greenstone, their pale ale, 5.5%. ABV, IBU 40. Um, comes in a 16-ounce uh, silver can with a nice, you know, white uh, wraparound label. And just uh, reading a few things off the label here, it, uh, it's malted with pale oat, oat, wheat, and rye. Uh, their boil hops are Magnum, Michigan, MI, I guess that's Michigan Chinook, Michigan Crystal, and dry hopped with also Michigan Chinook, Michigan Crystal, and Simcoe. So poured into a glass here. Had a nice white foamy head to it. Dissipated fairly quickly. On the nose, uh, just absolutely stellar. A um, lot of uh, tangerine-esque flavors. Uh, you know, juicy melons, mangoes, that kind of deal. Nice biscuity uh Biscuity scent to it from the malts. Let's see what we get on the taste here. Uh, yeah, more of the same. But, uh, you know, you get that juicy juicy taste to it. You also have a nice bitterness, which I think comes from those magnum hops. and uh, Very dry, very dry finish. I mean, super crushable, 5.5%. I mean, perfect for these nice warm days that we're... We're experiencing now and this was uh I, I think they just brought this back out here in the beginning of this month here of june um and uh this is definitely this is taking over for boss tweed which will be back in the fall but uh, this is a absolutely killer for this time of year and I'm glad i was able to pick out pick some up because it seems to be just completely flying off the shelves everybody's just swapping it up as fast as they can so um 
great brewery, Old Nation. They got a great little hangout there in Williamston. Um, just a little uh, west of the downtown area there off of Grand River. and uh, Or as as we know it in beer term, M43. And uh, <laughs> so they got some great food in there and great, uh, great lineup on taps whenever you go visit. So, you know, well done, Old Nation. Keep up the great work. Yeah, that sounds great. I I don't think I've had that one. I know I've had the Boss Tweed, the precursor to this one, and uh, haven't had a bad beer from Old Nation. Nope. Neither have I. Awesome, awesome. No, and I I echo that sentiment as well. Um, it's good to see that they found their niche um, with the New England styles, and I think I've read something uh, just quite recently where they were listed as one of the top 100 beers in the United States, um, which is quite an honor, I think. For a young brewery, yeah. For a young brewery doing a New England style in the Midwest. That's impressive. Uh, They were amongst some really good company. I can't remember right off the top of my head what the list was, but it wasn't... um, just somebody's, you know, let's kind of drink some beers and, you know, write a bunch of stuff down. This was actually a uh, well put together, well thought out list. Um, but I, I happen to agree with it. It was, it, it's, um, they're doing some great things there. And what's even better is they're getting it out to people. It used to be you could only go to the brewery and get the beer. Uh, they had some limited distribution, and when it came out, it flew off the shelves, and, um, you know, you might have a couple hours window to pick it up or it'd be gone. And then they were doing brewery-only releases where you'd have to get in a line and spend a whole Saturday afternoon waiting to get your allotment of beer. And um, I don't know about you guys, I don't really see myself doing that on too many Saturday afternoons. I treasure <laughs> them too true. much to have to wait in a line for beer. There's plenty um, of other people willing to do it for us. <laughs> I know. That's right. That's how I got mine in the beginning. <laughs> Get back and, uh, yeah, I got this for trade, I think. <laughs> um, but, yeah, we, we've, we've reviewed an extensive amount of their beers on the show, and, um Nothing that we've reviewed has been disappointing at all. So, right, right. Cool, man. Well, American Pale Ales, there you have it. Uh, four great examples uh, this episode. Um, like I so, said, if, if I could, um, if I could interrupt you for a bit, I have a fifth, and I know you guys have had this one, and uh, this one's actually a homebrew. And it's my, uh, it was called B-A-K, and it stood for Big Ass Kettle, because my friend Doug and I brewed a a triple batch of beer in a 30-gallon kettle kettle that belongs to our uh, brewing club, which is KGB, Coonan Guild of uh, Home Brewers, and that was the inaugural batch in the kettle, so we brewed uh, a base beer. And one became a pale ale, one became an IPA, or two others became IPAs. Well, the one I have is the uh, pale ale. It was on draft at the house when we did the um, 
100th episode, so it passed quite a bit around, and you know, I know you guys have had it, but I'm looking at it compared to the Ellison, which is that straw gold color, and this one's sort of a more on the amber side of things. The head's still good on this one. It's got much more of a, of a bready, malty flavor than the Ellison has, but still is within the style guidelines, so I guess that just kind of shows you what sort of breadth of um, of diversity you can have in one style category. They can almost be night and day and be two different beers, but still be called the same thing. Um, but this is this is actually drinking really well. It's one of the bombers um, that I had bottled off. It's uh, bottle conditioned, so there's a little bit of a smudge at the bottom, but pretty nice and clear and really drinking well at this point. That's great. What? When did it uh, go into the bottle? How long ago? About oh, it's been in the bottle about two months now. I think. All right. Close that's to. Cool. That's That's close enough to freshness. Freshness for me. Yeah, yeah, but uh, yeah, you guys had the stuff right off the keg, and then, oh uh, yeah, not long after that show, the or after we recorded that show, the keg completely blew, and I was not surprised because. <laughs> I think it's I think it's cool though that you can brew a huge batch of beer like that and then divvy it up and come out with you know a couple of different takes and you know styles sub styles and stuff. Yeah, different yeast, um, different. Uh, this BAK pale was never dry hopped. Just yeah. uh, came out of, but it sat for a while and just sat uh-huh. and clarified and. Um, uh, it's um, it's kind of grown into its own. It's got one more competition left, which is our beer club um, competition, which is tomorrow night at my house, and oh. sort of sort of amongst all the members of the beer club. Uh, so we'll see how it fares. All right. Good luck. Yeah, that sounds. And I know you've been honored in the past on some other beers you've done, or another beer that I recall recently, and. Yeah, and, and you know, and some some I've been skewered with. So it just depends on, you know, number one, the judge, and number two, how well you kept the style. And um, I can tend to experiment at times, and that doesn't lead you to style points uh, within, a, within a rigid category. But that I don't care about. <laughs> Those are the ones I don't mind uh, losing, you know. Yeah, yeah. It's great to get feedback and constructive feedback, though, on your beers. Um, when you get a good judge that knows what they're talking about and can really help you improve, uh, you know, what you're doing. So, cool, man. Well, thanks for sharing the Encore beer there, Doug. That's a great, great ad. Well, everybody, raise a, raise a glass to America the Beer Beautiful. And uh, wish her happy happy 242nd birthday to America. If you have an American pale ale or an American beer of any kind, uh, make sure you get them out and chill them out for the 4th of July and and, uh, do your patriotic duty, uh, just like the beer nuts will be doing. America. Save the Canadian beers for July 5th. Put them in the fridge for a day. Put them, I think the first is uh, 
what's that called? Is that Canada Day? The first. Oh, that's right. I always forget about July. that. Yeah. Oh darn, we forgot. Oh, sorry guys. Yeah, we love you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we we even dug Canadian episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Well, uh, I don't think anybody's got any others. Chris, you got any others? Or, or Greg? Schmitty? No, I'm good. Yeah. I have five others of the same beer. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe the second one will be completely different. No. Yeah. Yeah, a little warm up. <laughs> well, let's do a little switch up. And uh, before we leave, I guess I should say uh, cheers to JR. We missed you on this one, but I know you're here with us in spirit. Uh, hope you're home by about now and uh, ready to sit back and relax, get out from behind the wheel and have a great American Pale Ale with us. Um, but uh, we'll do a little switch up, maybe dug out if you're willing, take us home, and after that, Chris, you can put the boilerplate on and let everybody know about the beer nuts and how to get a hold of us and all that good stuff. Just, we're at Beer Nuts Podcast on Twitter. Email us, Beer Nuts Podcast at ChristopherMedia.net, and we're on Instagram at Beer Nuts Podcast. Simple as that. Perfect. You reach out. All right. right. Touch someone. Take us home, dugout. <laughs> and as they say in old Mexico City, AMF. If you like this show, please tell a friend. Please follow us on Twitter and like and share us on Facebook by searching for Christopher Media. You can subscribe to all ChristopherMedia.net shows for free on ChristopherMedia.net. Please make sure to rate and comment on all your favorite Christopher Media shows. Thank you in advance for supporting Christopher Media by clicking on the PayPal button and by clicking through to all the sponsors who support ChristopherMedia.net. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net and thank you for listening. Thank you for visiting ChristopherMedia.net.